We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, the only host with you for this special quick episode. I Today, Wednesday, yes, September 20th, just attended the Wisconsin Herd introducing new head coach Beno Udra, as well as new general manager Artie Culver, who's been with the organization for a few years. And I did get a chance to get about a 10-minute conversation with Beno about his expectations for the herd job, his coaching journey, leaning on some of the, the coaches he's played with before. Really interesting stuff. There was also a, a wider press conference beforehand that you know answered some of the more common questions. So I'll give a quick recap here of kind of the day and what we learned before this, this interview. Um, I, I would say it definitely seems like despite having a, a long and successful NBA career, uh, Beno Uja has known he's going to be a coach for a while. I asked him and he said seven to eight years before his playing career ended. The He shouted out the NBPA, the National Basketball Players Association, for putting on programs including coaching clinics that apparently they were coaching like kids uh, in the summer. And that's how they got some – the players would get some coaching experience – he said he took that five times. He also took a, a leadership course they put on five times. So certainly someone who knew that he wanted to be a coach someday after the playing career was over. Um, so that was really interesting to hear. Uh, Artie Culver, the new Herd GM, let us know that this was like the Buck search, a wide-ranging search. Began with about 15 candidates, then narrowed to six, and finally four before they did settle on Beno Udra. Uh, who it seems like everyone in the organization is really excited about. Um, I, I spoke with front office people, business side people, you know, all sorts of different individuals that that I've known for the years throughout the herd organization, and there was a buzz. They are very excited about Uja coming in to coach this team. After speaking with him for just a bit, I can see why he really reiterated during the press conference 
Winning is great. He wants the team to win. Player development, though, is the focus. He's very determined about that, says that he knows about that. Uh, during his playing career, apparently guys would call him coach. He kind of had to shut that down to not step on the co- the toes of his current coaching staff. But he is certainly ready for this, I think, despite only having a few years as an assistant coach uh, in the Pelicans and Knicks organization. So uh, without further ado, here is my chat with Ben Ouja. I want to give a heads up. There is certainly some background noise during this. We were kind of in a, a room with a lot of other uh, media, fans, and and personnel. So hopefully it's not too disruptive. I tried my best to edit it down. Um, but, you know, maybe one that is better enjoyed in headphones than in the car. We'll see. Either way, uh, thanks for sticking with it. It does get a little quieter later on. But I do I did think it was worth sharing anyway um, because I found the conversation really interesting. So talking about Adrian Griffin, his style, what – coaching elements that that Benno is bringing, all of that stuff. So here is our uh, first exclusive, GSPN exclusive conversation with Wisconsin Herd head coach, Benno Uja. So I wanted to ask first, you know, looking through, you know, the basketball ref sleuthing, it didn't look like you and Adrian Griffin ever played or, you know, played and coached at the same place at the same time. Did you? Did I miss that? Or did you know him well at all before this process? Uh, I did not know him well, but we did play against each other okay. towards the uh, end of his career. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, we kind of, I think we missed each other too. When yeah, I was like, on the books. I think I left. And, yeah, I think it was something like that or the vice versa. So, um, but yeah, like, I just kind of got to know him, like, during the process, heard great things about him. Obviously, you can read a lot of that things online about him you know him just getting masters and phd you know like i mean he's just a great guy like he has a lot of experience and for me to learn from him it's a great opportunity um and then obviously just talking to him during this whole interview processing and like process like um you know it's just exciting and um you know we did talk a little bit and he told me about his vision and developing players yeah. And we actually have very similar visions, and, you know, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like, obviously it's different at the NBA level, but player development seems like a lot about his kind of, not appeal, but, you know, his strong suit certainly as a coach. You are both former players, too, of course. What do you think it says about the organization that from really top to bottom here, player-friendly, or maybe not player-friendly, but, you know, able to communicate with players differently and focus on developing them. I mean, yeah, like, me and Adrian actually have very similar careers, you know, I'd say, like, we're both, like, kind of under, like, um, we're not, like, top players, you know, but, like, we had to work hard uh, to get where we basically got to, you know, during the NBA season, like, careers. Uh, so that kind of a connect, we connected well there. And then, you know, I believe hard work does pay off, you know, and I'm sure he does so too. So that was something that like some similarities we had. And then obviously we both uh, had a lot of different roles on the, during our playing careers. So we can relate to a lot of players. And nowadays I do believe that like players, uh, do relate to ex, you know, players a little bit better. Um, but, you know, just that alone, I think, is huge. Um, so, yeah, I know that answers the questions, but that yeah, really did. Yeah. So, I know you mentioned you had done the coaching clinics and you've been an assistant in G League before. Mm-hmm. 
Is there anything specific you're doing to get ready for a head coaching job in particular? I know it's, I'm sure, a lot of the same things, but rotations, timeouts, that sort of thing. What's it like to get ready to have those responsibilities fully under you on the team? I mean, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Like, I mean, everything is a challenge, you know. And uh, but I'm willing to learn and grow. And uh, you know, I I believe that that what helps with that is like having a good staff around you. Um, and having support from the organization itself, and I do have all that, and I will have it, you know. So like, and like you know, people are asking, oh, you never been a head coach, you know? Well, so how are you going to be ready for this position, you know? And I'm, my answer to that is like, until I get an opportunity to be a head coach, I'll never have those experience uh, experiences, you know what I mean? So now that I, you know, was able to get this opportunity to be a head coach, obviously I'm gonna learn. And I always been a type of player, like if you throw me into some fire, I have to figure it out fast. So, you know, I'll make sure I do that. Definitely. You know, you mentioned uh, Stan Van Gundy's one coach you're close with, of course, Greg Popovich. Yes. Um, you know, Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. Have you leaned on any of those guys, you know, between going forward, getting the job to, like, get their input or at all in your coaching career so far? I mean, I learned from, obviously, Pop since first time I got to the league. Like first, basically, they were, San Antonio was my first home, um, and then just like Miami, yeah, that was like like you you mentioned basically all the coaches that I have a good relationship with, but the last coach was like Stan Van Gundy, and I kind of uh, stayed in touch with him, and he guided me, and we talked about basketball, and like you know, just like he was kind of like a mentor to me, uh, and then I have a couple of other mentors like ex players like Malik Rose. Uh, Brent Barry, so I talk to them a lot, you know, a lot, like, you know, once a month at least, you know, trying to catch up and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, the other person I look up to is, like, John Horst and Dave Dean, you know, they were the two guys that, like, I knew since I played with the Bucks and kept the relationship with, you know. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of people that helped me during this whole process, you know. You've got kind of a unique roster situation with the two-way spots. Three guys who are more or less point guards. Yeah. Do you think that it will benefit you, especially to have those guys playing, you know, somewhat similar positionally to you as you work to develop them toward their goal of, you know, being on the full-time roster spots? I mean, yeah, like the two-way contracts, you know, those can change real fast. Yeah. Unfortunately, but like as of right now, we do have a lot of similar, like, same position players. Um, you know, I do know that in the G League, you can play a little bit smaller than in the NBA. So you could play maybe two guards at the same time. Um, and like I said it too earlier, like with these players, you just have to have like open conversations, direct conversations with them. Uh, so they are, you know, going into it, they, are, they know what the possibilities are. You know what I mean? Because then that actually just makes it a little easier if they do not get the minutes they want or whatever. You know, like, you at least you've been straightforward with them since the beginning, you know. And like, But again, like, you know, me playing that position, I know I can help them, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And I hopefully I do, do, do that. Um, and then, you know, we'll just go from there. You know, but like, it's never, like... You know, having talent on your team, it's always good. Yeah. Feel, so, yeah. Yeah. And you look at Lindell Wigginton has had yes. some great seasons. And then, of course, Ty Ty Washington mm-hmm. really came on strong at the end of last year. So, certainly yes. a lot of talent there. 
Um, I wanted to ask, you know, specifically on the coaching journey, what appealed to you, you know, going for a head coaching job at the G League level versus maybe shooting for an assistant coach on an NBA staff? Obviously, I don't know what was all there, but what's the appeal of going this route specifically? Well, I mean, like I said, like um, I could potentially get an assistant coaching job with the NBA, and I was kind of having that with the Pelicans, like player development assistant coach. Um, but I, I, I think like having that head coaching experience goes further than assistant coaching, you know, especially this early in my coaching career, I would say. Um, so yeah, just to have that, uh, you know, confidence from the organization to give me this opportunity, you know, it's great. And, you know, like I said, like assistant coaching, it's different than head coaching. You know, I got to make some decisions that I probably as assistant coach wouldn't have to do. So wouldn't have to make. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a different way, different path. Like, I mean, a lot of people said to me, like, there's nothing like a head coaching experience. So to get this this opportunity, I mean, I was just thinking there's only 60 jobs, head coaching jobs, you know, in a professional basketball in the United States, you know, so it's not a lot. And, you know, fortunate enough to have one of those jobs so yeah absolutely last kind of one here of course you mentioned rosters a lot different bucks heard you mm-hmm. know you may have an Atetokounmpo you won't have Giannis Atetokounmpo. yeah but schematically you know what is kind of your early vision here for the team I know you know uh, Adrian Griffin and the team have not wanted to divulge too much yet going into year one but it seems like maybe a more aggressive defense more ball and player movement offensively any early ideas on what you're looking to do yeah so obviously Defensively, we want to play aggressive, uh, you know, put, put opponents into distress and, like, kind of a, try to make make them make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will help us, you know, play faster, yeah. uh, you know. And then, you know, obviously offensively, you know, I do want to share the ball. I want to make sure that every player knows that they can be – they are involved in offense. Mm-hmm. Um, as I learned through my career, if – you know, certain players are not involved in offense, then the spacing becomes a problem yeah. because everybody kind of is shrinking the floor and they're drawn to the ball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like spacing is huge, huge for me. So I will teach that. But like, you know, with that being said, that player that is actually spacing and is waiting in a corner, let's say, there has to be like a, some kind of offense that the players in the corner do get to touch the ball and, you know, put in a position to do something with the ball. You know what I mean? So like... Yeah, it's going to be very similar, if not the same, like uh, basic offensive sets than the Bucks will play. Uh, I just got to have to figure it out with my coaching staff, you know, where to position certain players, you know, to give us the best chance to, to be successful and, you know, put us in a position to win games. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I've got. Thank you very much, right, man. It was great you. meeting you. I'll be seeing you throughout too. the season. All right. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you. you.